This is Shane Larson. I am a Senior Director at CWA for Government Affairs and Policy. And uh, tonight, as you heard me saying earlier, we've got a really uh, full agenda where we're going to hear about how we can fight back to protect our members' jobs and to make sure our elected representatives in Washington put our interests first. Uh, we're going to be hearing here from President Shelton in just a minute, and then we will hear from four of our CWA members from the different industries who are the most at risk. And then we'll actually answer some of the questions that you all submitted prior to, to tonight's call. So I am going to, I have the pleasure of introducing our um, president of CWA, um, Chris Shelton. Uh, Chris, are you ready to let folks know what they can be doing to help save our members' jobs? I am, Shane. Um... Thank you, sisters and brothers, for joining this important town hall call tonight. I'm sure it's not news to any of you that we live in incredibly challenging times. Uh, our country is in the midst of three major crises, a crisis around racial injustice and efforts to turn back years of systematic racism, a public health emergency from COVID that has resulted in over 185,000 Americans losing their lives, including too many of our CWA brothers and sisters, and an economic crisis that has left millions unemployed and now more hanging on the ledge of unemployment. Right now, tonight, the future for thousands and thousands of CWA members is uncertain. I know that many of you on this call are anxious and terrified about what the future holds for you and your family. Without quick action, from the U.S. Senate and Donald Trump, many CWA members, including many of you on this call, may find themselves out of work. Layoff notices have already gone out to thousands of our members in the airline industry, flight attendants and passenger service agents who will find themselves out of a job after September 30th with no prospects in the industry. CWA members who work in the public sector are looking at enormous budget shortfalls in the states and communities they serve, which could result in major cuts in terms of jobs, wages, and benefits. And at a time when local media coverage in our communities is critical, News Guild members' jobs are on the line because of declining ad revenue due to the economic crisis. We've seen a failure of leadership from our elected officials. If Donald Trump had taken the pandemic seriously from the very beginning, not only would thousands of lives have been saved, but our, our economy would not be in the dire situation that it is today. If he had been more focused on keeping the spread of the virus under control, we could be further along in recovering from the shock that hit in March. But the most egregious example of how our elected representatives have failed us, have failed you, is in the refusal of Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans, as well as Donald Trump, to act quickly to provide the lifeline that you and other CWA members need during these difficult times. Almost four months ago, four months ago, House Democrats, under Nancy Pelosi's leadership, passed the HEROES Act, a comprehensive piece of legislation that would have provided everything needed to help protect your jobs and create some economic certainty for you 
and your families, as well as the millions of already unemployed Americans. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell refused to consider the bill. And then when Donald Trump and those same Republicans in the U.S. Senate refused to compromise on a recovery bill, they decided to go on vacation for most of August instead of helping the people of the United States who were in serious trouble. Sisters and brothers, the most frustrating part of this, there is bipartisan support for what we're trying to get done. Democrats and Republicans in Congress support extending the payroll support program that would keep airline employees on the payroll. A majority of both parties want to see support extended to local and regional news outlets in order to avoid laying anyone off. Congress members from the progressive wing of Congress and the conservative wing support providing critical funds to our states and cities to ensure that critical public services continue. Yet, the Senate, under Mitch McConnell's leadership, and the White House won't negotiate in good faith and won't compromise. They are insisting on liability protections for corporations who, through their own negligence, cause an employee or customer to die from COVID, but only offering insufficient token amounts of money that will do little to avoid the massive layoffs that are headed our way. During this whole time, your entire union leadership and the staff at headquarters have been working to push Congress to provide support that our frontline workers who have been providing critical services under stressful conditions during this global pandemic deserve. We've spent countless hours on the phone with elected officials and their offices. Every single day we have been focused on trying to get Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans to at least bring the HEROES Act to the House floor. To pass legislation that will protect our members from the devastation of losing their jobs and force Donald Trump to sign or veto it. Yet still, they refuse to take action. And you've taken action. CWA members from all across the union and all across the country have been calling their senators, demanding they take action. AFA CWA members have been logging in thousands and thousands of phone calls each week along with our passenger service agent members. CWA public sector members in states like New York, who have senators committed to doing the right thing, have been phone banking the public in other states, having conversations and patching them into their senator's office to urge them into action. News Guild members have mobilized their members to call and email. Passenger service agents have held rallies outside Senator's office in North Carolina and elsewhere. Sisters and brothers, we can't wait any longer. We need to make sure that it's not just us making these calls. We need to get our coworkers to call. We need to get our families to call. We need to get our neighbors to call. You need to get everyone and anyone you can to pick up the phone and call their senators to act now to pass the HEROES Act. We need to do it every single day until they get off their dead, lazy asses and do what they need to do to save the American public. I and the entire leadership and staff of CWA 
are with you every step of the way. We will not rest until we have the funds approved that will protect your jobs. I know that the greatest strength we have as a union is our collective voice. And when we stand up and when we fight back, we win. This is a fight we must win. I know you're with me. Let's call and call and call and call these senators until they do what they were elected to do. And then we'll stand up together and cast our votes to throw out these callous politicians who have played with our lives and jeopardized your futures with their political games on behalf of their corporate funders. We will elect a new president who will put workers front and center. We will elect a new Senate that prioritizes jobs and health care rather than corporate profits. Now, I want you to hear from some of your sisters and brothers about what this fight means for them and what's happening on their jobs. I'm turning it back to you, Shane, to introduce the next speaker. Thank you, brothers and sisters, and keep up the good work. Thank you, President Shelton. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Um, I want to let folks know before I turn it over to our next speaker that there is a way for you to be able to send emails and to get the phone calls into Congress um, by going to the website cwa.org heroes. Again, that's cwa.org heroes. You should be uh, feel free to share that website on social media with all your friends and family to make sure that those phone calls are being generated and those emails are going in. So now I'm going to turn it over to our next speaker. Um, our next speaker is Devin Sarton. Devin is an American Airlines passenger service agent from Atlanta, Georgia. And um, Devin, the floor is yours. Hello, everyone. My name is Devin Sarton. I'm a customer service coordinator with American Airlines at Atlanta Hartsville International Airport and a member of the CWA Local 3641. Thank you, President Sheldon, for this opportunity to talk about why it's so important for Congress to extend the critical programs in the CARES Act and what CWA members can do to help. We all know that the COVID-19 has caused an unprecedented crisis for the aviation industry. I'm here to tell you what that means for airline employees like myself. Uh, last March, when Congress passed the CARES Act and included the payroll support program, which authorized more than $32 billion for airlines, that money saved about 950,000 aviation jobs. It probably saves mine, but that support expires at the end of this month. If the Senate doesn't extend it, tens of thousands of airline workers like me will lose their jobs. For many of us, losing our jobs means losing our health care. Now, I'm a disabled veteran, and my health insurance is vital to me. I do have health insurance with the government, with the VA, but let's not talk about that. We all know how VA is. Hurry up and wait. This is why I have health insurance, which is my first priority with the airline, which has been a great benefit. I just had a colonoscopy over the past week ago, and they found four pallops and um, I, a, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of teary-eyed here, and a, and a tumor. 
uh, which ended up being benign, and four pelops and, and my esophagus, uh, which they got rid of, and I have to go back um, um, next year to make sure they clean that up again. So you can understand how this is so important to me as a disabled vet and as a person, uh, as um, as as just a person itself with this healthcare. So this is, is very important that this get passed. You know, I cannot afford my medication and doctor visits without this, including uh, various specialists who I depend on for my care. This extension of this program really is about life and death for me and many of my coworkers. A lot of my coworkers within the airline are veterans as well. So this is very, very important to us. The major airlines have threatened uh, to lay off up to 40% of their workers this fall. This fall. In fact, just last week, my employer, American Airlines, announced a furlough of 19,000 more workers on October 1st if payroll support isn't extended. We are talking about tens of thousands of jobs lost and lives appended in less than 30 days. These layoffs will be devastating to our communities. It's not just those of us who work for the airlines who will suffer. Airlines are threatening to cut service to small and mid-sized cities, meaning millions of Americans will no longer have access to convenient and affordable air travel. And the impacts will be long-lasting. If the airlines are forced to cut 40% of their workers when the pandemic ends, and the economy rebounds, there could be major delays in getting our industry back up and running to respond to the increase in business and leisure travel that we all look forward to. But it doesn't have to be that way at all. There's lots of support for extending payroll support in Congress. But yet again, Mitch McConnell and many Republican senators are refusing to pass a bill to extend it, putting us at risk of losing our jobs. Last month, I made a video that I shared on Facebook to make sure my senators know why it's so important to extend the payroll support program. You don't have to make a video, but it's pretty easy to make a call or send an email. And I'm here to tell you that it does matter. So please contact your senators and ask your friends and family members to join you. Thank you. Thank you, Devin. <clears throat> thank you for sharing your story with everyone tonight. Thank you for the call to action, and especially thank you for your service. We appreciate you. Uh, and again, for those of you to take action, go to www.cwa.org slash heroes to be able to send your messages to Congress and to share with friends and family to get them to send their messages as well. Next, we have Casey Lunsford. Uh, United uh, Airlines flight attendant, AFA-CWA member, based in Boston. Casey, you're up. Hi, Shane. Thank you. Um, hi, guys. My name is Casey Lonsford, Government Affairs for Council 27. I've been with United Airlines Boston based since October 2018. I began noticing the de decline in flights about mid-March. I worked only about 70% of my trips that month. I opened my schedule and saw red tabs on every single pairing, meaning that there were cancellations within the trip. 
I had never seen anything like it at this point in my career, but I didn't realize the extremity of the situation until the company began asking anyone that had the ability to take voluntary leaves of absences to help ease the, the financial impact. Rumors of furlough started, and I realized how rapidly the industry was sinking. The CARES Act was passed by the end of March, and I decided to take a four-month voluntary leave of absence, thinking that if enough people did, we could save our jobs. But it wasn't enough. The CARES Act was the first of its kind, workers' first program that my union fought for. Funding for the PSP goes exclusively towards maintaining the salaries, wages, and benefits of aviation workers and prohibited airlines from furloughing any workers, like myself, until September 30th. Passenger bookings at United Airlines, like so many other carriers, is more than 60% below comparable bookings from this time last year. Domestic flights are 42% of what they were in 2019. International flights are 74% lower. When I came back from COLA in August, the job I had known completely changed. I went from flying completely full flights to flights of about 10 passengers. Flying used to be an exciting experience, but now it's cold and fearful. And for thousands of others, this will be our last month flying for the unseeable future without the payroll support extension. For the week ending August 30th, 2020, A4A domestic flights averaged 54 passengers per flight last week compared to the 99 passengers per flight the same week in 2019. TSA reports 81% fewer passengers coming through the checkpoints in Massachusetts. As a union activist, I have been phone banking my fellow flight attendants to call on Congress and pass a clean extension of the payroll support bill. I've made over 680 calls spent 905 minutes on the phone with members and spoken with hundreds of flight attendants urging them to call their representatives, as well as recruited and trained fellow members to do the same. I participated in a virtual flying meeting with congressional offices in seven different states to gain their support of the PSP extension. AFA has also been organizing Relief Now events in cities across the country, urging members of Congress to get back to work and pass the COVID relief package. I attended in Denver and brought other Boston flight attendants along with me. The CARES Act was passed on March 25, 2020. We all thought that this was a good first step. Then the House passed the HEROES Act on May 15, a logical second step to cover important issues missed in the CARES Act. The HEROES Act did not contain an extension of the PSP program. Certainly, we thought that there would have been more to do to save essential workers by now. To date, Congress has put, not put forward a bill which will extend the PSP. I keep working with my fellow activists to get Congress to pass a new relief bill that clean, contains a clean extension. If there is not a clean extension of the CARES Act payroll support program, thousands will be furloughed October 1st. Thank you for taking the time to hear why the extension of the payroll support program is an urgent matter and will keep help myself and tens of thousands of other airline workers on the line and with access to their healthcare. Thank you. Thank you so much, Casey. Thank you, especially for all the activism that you've been doing to mobilize your AFA CWA brothers and sisters to make those important calls um, and sending emails. And again, folks can go to www.cwa.org slash heroes to uh, add their voices as well um, and do it each and every day. Next up, we have News Guild CWA member Rebecca Sanders. Um, from Arizona, who uh, uh, works for the Arizona Republic. Uh, Rebecca, you're up next. Hi, thank you so much. 
My name is Rebecca Sanders, and I'm an investigative reporter at the Arizona Republic uh, newspaper in Phoenix. I led our organizing drive last year. Uh, we're members of TNG CWA Local 39213, and our international is the News Guild CWA, which represents more than 24,000 workers, mainly at news media companies, but also nonprofits and language interpreters and translators. We've experienced an enormous organizing boom in recent years, with close to 100 new shops unionizing since 2015. The reason for this boom is that workers are tired of the poor treatment in our industry. Media companies have been struggling for years now as tech giants like Google and Facebook have siphoned off billions in advertising revenue and fewer readers are subscribing, preferring to read articles online for free. Rather than invest in employees and high-quality journalism to attract new paying readers and sources of revenue, most media companies instead have gone the cheap route, cutting thousands of employees along with pay and benefits, while still paying out millions to executives and shareholders. Roughly 24,000 journalists have lost jobs since 2008, according to Pew, and hundreds of communities have lost their local newspaper altogether. In my 13 years at the Republic, for instance, our newsroom has shrunk by roughly 75%, and our community suffers for it. Studies have shown that when a local newspaper shrinks or dies, corruption goes up, voter participation goes down, and other metrics of a safe, healthy, and democratic society become worse. And that's because we shine a light on injustice, ask tough questions, and highlight problems that need to be addressed. Union members everywhere should realize that losing a local newspaper makes their struggles that much harder because there are fewer journalists holding politicians and companies accountable and investigating worker abuses. Since the pandemic, our industry has declined further uh, with layoffs, pay cuts, and benefit eliminations. At a historic moment in our lifetimes, when it is more important than ever to tell the stories of real working people, we have fewer storytellers to do so. I recently wrote about a man named Chris who lost his job as a furniture mover. Apply, he applied for unemployment and rental assistance, but the programs were so overwhelmed he couldn't get help for months and became homeless when the constable changed his locks while he was out looking for a job. Since my article was published, Chris has received three job offers and nearly $4,000 in donations from readers. How many other important stories have I and other journalists missed because we essential workers have been furloughed for weeks or months or worse lost our jobs? Thankfully, at the Republic, we have a union. By standing together and pushing back against misguided corporate decisions, we were able to negotiate fewer furloughs and keep our 401k off the chopping block. Make no mistake, many of the cuts are being blamed on the pandemic falsely. The company that owns our paper has paid golden parachutes worth nearly $14 million during the pandemic. And union journalists do not want to see taxpayer money from stimulus packages ending up in the pockets of shareholders or executives. But it's clear that our industry is in crisis and Congress cannot sit idly by while reliable local news disappears across the country. 
the Paycheck Protection Program did help some media companies, and an extension would help as well. Others did not qualify or are still in need of help. More importantly, our business model must be fundamentally transformed if journalism is to survive long-term. And that's why the News Guild is mobilizing thousands of our members to reimagine our industry and push for change through our Save the News campaign while maintaining our commitment to fair and transparent news reporting. We welcome your support at savethenews.org where you can sign a petition and contact your members of Congress. You can also help by subscribing to your local newspaper. We know that solidarity is what's needed at this time across all industries, and we're proud to be with you. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you for all the organizing work you did, um, and thank you for everything you're doing now. Um, as everyone can see, this is a crisis that if we don't address will not just impact folks in the airline industry, but also in the media sector, and especially also in the public sector. So next up we have one of our um, members, public sector worker from New Jersey, Lauren Stahl. Uh, Lauren is with uh, Local 1038 in New Jersey. So Lauren. Thank you, Shane, and thanks everybody sisters and brothers for having me talk tonight. I really appreciate it. I am Lauren Stahl, and for 23 and a half years, I've been a proud CWA member and public sector employee for the the, uh, New Jersey Department of Children and Families. But you should know I am just one of the tens of thousands of CWA members who are employees in the public sector. From state employees in New Jersey and Texas to nurses in public hospitals in New York and Iowa, employees of higher education institutions in Tennessee and California, public safety work officers in West Virginia and Nevada. We are a broad group who have chosen to dedicate our careers to serving the public. And during most of the pandemic, I'm sorry, somebody's not muted. Um, But anyway, and during most of this pandemic, we have been on the front lines ensuring that people continue to receive the critical services that keep them safe secure, healthy, and engaged. These are services we provide as public servants. We have continued to do our jobs this year in situations that have put us and our family's health at risk, at times without the proper equipment needed. But we've continued to do our work with pride because it's what our careers are about and our life's work. We serve the public and we do it willingly. Unfortunately, our federal government is failing to look after us during these challenging times. For decades, the government at all levels has failed to provide adequate resources for public services in order to provide tax cuts to corporations and billionaires. That means that many of us have already been working under limited budgets. So when the economy takes a sudden, dramatic, and unexpected downturn, like right now, The years of underfunding and balanced budget requirements mean that we, the frontline employees, suffer the brunt of those declining resources. Whenever a national economic crisis like the one now hits, the federal government has stepped in with funding to preserve the basic services that state and local governments provide. That is until now. What's frustrating is that members of Congress from both parties recognize that the federal government needs to support states and localities. There's even a bill in the United States, 
I'm sorry, in the United States Senate, authored by one of my Democrat senators and a Republican senator from Louisiana. This bill is to provide millions to the states to help prevent mass layoffs and elimination of public services. You may have heard of it. It's called the HEROES Act. And it passed the House of Representatives. It ensures that schools, public safety, health services, and all the public services have access to funds for functioning. But Mitch McConnell and the Republican leadership don't think this help is necessary. They are holding up the HEROES Act, and that means that many of us will see our jobs eliminated or be forced to take pay cuts and furlough days. But those who will suffer the most are the working people who, are real, who rely on us and the services that most of us provide. The same working people who have suffered the most from this horrible pandemic. CWA members in New Jersey are fortunate. We have collective bargaining rights and a contract. We have contractual provisions to try and lessen the impact of these coming cuts. But many of our sisters and brothers in CWA live in states that prohibit collective bargaining agreements for public workers. When legislators and governors in those states come looking for ways to balance the budget, the jobs of Texas state employees and, and United Campus Workers members throughout the South will be the first thing to go. These are real people, folks. CWA public sector members in New Jersey and New York are lucky that our U.S. Senators recognize the importance of our work and are on our side. But we know we can't sit back and hope for the best if we're going to ensure that we win this fight. Throughout the summer, we've been calling voters in states with Republican Senators and having conversations about the HEROES Act and the need for it to pass to protect public services from severe budget cuts. We've then patched them into their Republican senators' offices so they can demand that those senators support the HEROES Act. We won't give up. I'm urging all of you to keep up the fight, to keep calling and emailing, and as John Lewis says, making good trouble, until our elected officials in Washington hear us and act for all of us. In conclusion, I just want to tell folks I went into public service because I believe government is to fill the gap where the private citizen cannot. And I urge you all to force the people that we pay and that we elected to do their job. Thank you so much, sisters and brothers. Lauren, thank you so much. Um, and thanks to all of our public sector members who have been in the front lines during this pandemic and serve all of their communities every day. Um, so. Again, everyone who's still on the call, thank you, everyone. Um, we want to remind folks to, again, go to www.cwa.org heroes to be able to send your messages to Congress. Keep sending them every day and make sure everyone, everyone that you know does the exact same thing so that we let Congress know they have got to act. Uh, there were several questions that, um, a number of questions that folks submitted prior to tonight's call, uh, and two of them popped up repeatedly uh, in, the, in the emails. And so I, we wanted to take just a few minutes to cover two of those questions that came up the most. The first is, what about unemployment? What about, uh, what happens to folks who do lose their jobs, and what happens with the unemployment assistance that's been out there up until now? Unfortunately, 
there was the top up of the extra $600 for folks um, during unemployment, which was provided for under the CARES Act. That has expired. Donald Trump has tried to extend it, um, some would argue illegally, um, at a much reduced rate, but unfortunately that has not been trickling down and a lot of the states are unable to, to follow through with those orders. So what we really simply need to do is make sure that Congress renews the unemployment assistance at the extra $600 a week to make sure that people have the, the resources that they need to be able to pay their rent, to be able to keep a roof over their heads, to keep the electricity on, to keep the internet connection going, and to be able to put food in the kitchen. So we need to make sure that we're also fighting to make sure that those who unfortunately fall through the cracks and into unemployment during these times, that they have the safety net that we need to survive. So that's one. If we don't get Congress to act, we won't see the needed unemployment assistance that people need. The second thing that came up repeatedly is what about paid leave? What about paid sick time for those people who do have a job but are sick and worried about potentially spreading the COVID virus while going to work? That is also something that was in the CARES Act. It was it allowed for an extension to allow people to take time off to take care of themselves or to take care of their family when they got sick and to be able to still have an income during that time period. That also has expired, and that is something that's also in the HEROES Act. So these are all very, very important things. We've heard from four of our members tonight from three industries who are looking at unemployment, but we also know that there are a lot of other great things in the HEROES Act besides saving those jobs that are critical. So again, we have got to keep up making the noise, keep making the trouble, keep making the phone calls and sending the emails. Um, so I just wanna close with thanking everyone for joining the call tonight. Um, thank you, President Shelton, for your leadership in driving this um, every single day. And especially thank you to the four members who spoke tonight and to all of you on the call who have been fighting like hell every day to get this done. We're with you every step of the way, as President Shelton said, and we will not give up until we win. So thank you everyone for joining. Hope everyone has a good night. And first thing tomorrow, I hope the first thing everyone does is picks up the phone and calls their U.S. Senator's offices. Thank you and have a good night, everyone.